0: Listening to Prickly and Blooming, brought to you by LaJoy Society. And now your hostess, Jessie Browning. All right, all right, all right. Hi, it's Jesse. I I want to tell you about how I find some of my guests. So my dad recently asked me this sometime recently, my dad asked me. He said, how do you find people to interview for your show? So a lot of people come from referrals from somebody else who's been on the show. Or I am a member of a pretty large and it's still active, which is amazing, group on Facebook. I've gotten quite a few uh, interviews from that group. Um, and then sometimes I just search on hashtags that I find interesting until I find someone who I can tell has a story. And that's how I found Jill. And it was like this every time it happens, it's so fucking great. <laughs> it's so fucking great. I'm like, the magic of social media because I hated social media for a hot second, for a hot minute. Does everybody, right? You're like, mm, it's so bad. And then you just have to recalibrate and realize there is good. And that was more of a projection of myself, you know, thinking, mm, it's bad. Because there is good, and you can find good if you look for it, and so I've been able to use social media the last few years in that way, you know, to connect people that I normally wouldn't be able to have access to, and I think that's magic. I think that's modern magic. So that's that's how this that's how the uh, the sausage is made, if you will. <laughs> Hashtags, referrals. Oddly, still active Facebook groups. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, hey, if you have a story, reach out. Um, send me an email. You can get, you know, you can get to me through the website, or you can just find me on Instagram. So rate the show, um, so we can get some gnomes their their gnome hat. That'd be really great. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I've decided that every time someone rates to the show or reviews the show, that a gnome gets its hat. I mean, I guess you've heard something like that. It's like, you know an angel gets its wings or something, right? I've decided to make it more mine Of the gnome gets its hat. So rate the show. It's because the gnomes need hats so they can be gnomes. I guess other than the, before that, they're just trolls. And so when they get the hat, they become a gnome. That's what I've decided. Um, so rate the show. Oh, have you checked out the merch on the website? The merch on lajoysociety.com? So what you need to do is go on the merch and get yourself one of the relax. It's LaCroix koozies do you have one of those because they're really great for like my sister-in-law takes her kids to the park and she has a LaCroix and so she puts it in the koozie of like hey I'm having a bubbly water at the park in the morning just relax everyone <laughs> you could probably use one of those in your life too so hit hit it up lejoysociety.com there's a merch section there's a whole section there's t-shirts there's stickers but I just want to talk about the koozies today just felt like mentioning the koozies All right. Is that all the business that we have to take care of? That might be all the business we have to take care of. So I think it's time to go meet Jill. All right, let's do it.
1: I'm here with Jill today. Hey, Jill. Hi. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, This is, like I said, it's my pleasure. This is, I get to take like a break from my regularly scheduled life, (laughs) (laughs) sit down and meet some badass woman who tells me like her fucking journey and, you know... I don't know. It's it's a gift to me. So, thank you.
1: Oh, thank you. No, I I love connecting with other women, yeah. and I love sharing my story and hearing mm-hmm. other women's stories. And I just mm-hmm. love, you know, women just building each other up and being, mm-hmm. like you said, fucking badasses.
0: Yep, yep. Oh, so the the quote that I um, I'm pulling it off my wall. People who wade into discomfort and vulnerability and tell the truth about their stories are the real badasses. <gasps>
1: Can you send me that? Uh I absolutely love that. And it's so Mm. fucking spot Mm -hmm. on. Mm
0: -hmm. That's like, that would be the inspiration for this entire show. And that's Miss Brene Brown. Love her. My, yeah. Aunt (laughs) Brene. So Jill, before we hear, you know, a lot about you, like before we hear your story, what, like, what should we know about you before we hear your story?
1: Um, I am a single mom to two Mm -hmm. amazing little boys. That are six and seven, which is hard to believe. Like that, even feels like a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a private practice in nutrition, so I'm a registered dietitian, which Very was cool. a career change for me. I used to work on Wall Street, so my my life has taken many different paths. Uh-huh. Um, I recently started a coaching business for divorced women because it's something I am truly passionate about Mm -hmm. because I have been through divorce myself, AKA Mm -hmm. single mom and truly Mm -hmm. a single mom. Like I get no help from my ex-husband, but I can dive into that a little Uh bit more. I think
0: that's part of the story, right? Yeah. It's a big part of the story. (laughs)
1: Um, and I'm actually, which I'm really excited about going back to school to do another master's in mental health counseling. Oh, so very I nice. love learning, I love helping, I love connecting with people. It's the biggest passion of mine. And I live in New York. I'm just outside the city. We have gotten pounded in snow mm-hmm. all winter. And that's been really fun. And I'm a, a huge runner. I love running. Um, yeah, I think that's a little tidbit about me.
0: Yeah, do you get out and run in the snow?
1: I have been. Oh, which very nice. Which is so incredible because
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm always cold. I always told myself and I can't keep I keep talking about this because I really truly believe that we are so much more capable than we allow ourselves to think mm-hmm. we are mm-hmm. and we tell ourselves stories mm-hmm. and which like put blocks on our capabilities and our abilities. Mm-hmm. So I always told myself the story like I hate running in the winter, I'll never run in the cold, I can't do it, I'm always mm-hmm. too cold, I can't, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't. Well, because of Corona, I had no choice. And no so mm-hmm. I was forced to run outside. And here I am running outside all winter mm-hmm. in the snow, like 15 degree weather. And I'm like, th- I was like bullshitting myself that I couldn't mm-hmm. do this. And uh-huh. I actually am now loving it.
0: Yep. I love that. Yeah. So mine was, um, I'm just going to totally like, I have very big boobs. <laughs> I'm sure I you have do. nothing. <laughs> yeah. And that's mine um, was like, I... I don't know. there's no sports brother and last year after like i think it was the summer into the fall into the winter i started trying to run with with my dogs like up on this like trail behind my house and i got really good at it and then um, i opened a business and I, I have to be there every day <laughs> I'm not giving up. No, don't. Running is so amazing. Yes. It's with large planetary sized boobs. It's pretty hard to find a good. I know. (laughs) I have
1: clients that have massive Uh boobs and they say the Uh same thing. I'm like, I probably don't even need to wear a bra. That's how, that's what's happening up here. Like literally nothing.
0: Uh Yeah. It like, it literally hurts. I bet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't appreciate that, but I'm sure it does. So it slowed me down for sure for years. Like I was like, I'll get two black eyes if I run, you know, like, (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, it didn't stop me. I did try it and I will get back to it. My, my friend in town and I, both of us are like, we're going to do this. She doesn't have big boobs. Well, no, she. okay. I'm going to stop talking about my first boobs.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think it goes to show like we, we tell ourselves stories that uh-huh. stop us from doing things we actually can do. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. when there's a will, there's a way, like you can make it happen. Totally.
0: All right. So let's get into your story officially. So we like to start with, this moment that we like can identify with hindsight you know usually usually in the moment maybe you don't quite get that's what's happening or it is an obvious thing like one story of uh, there was a house fire that's a real obvious thing that you know could tell would be a life changer what moment can you identify that things changed for you and you could say you know this wasn't the plan or this can't be my life or just not this and then things changed after that yeah, and you can, don't have to contextualize it. Just like give us this like picture of this moment, and then we'll go back and contextualize it.
1: So funny! The second you said like give us a picture, I picture mm-hmm. myself sitting in the parking lot of my old job. I mm-hmm. um, worked at a gym running the nutrition program, mm-hmm. and it was like one of these days where I was just like, I can't, I can't do mm-hmm. life today. I was in there mm-hmm. like in hysterics, in tears. Mm-hmm. And literally, I said to myself, "I can't believe this is my fucking life." Uh huh. Literally, mm-hmm. yep. I was drained. Yep. I was probably ninety pounds soaking wet. I was like, "I wow. have to face another day." And I, I, was like, I did not picture this for my life. And yes, yeah, I can, I can like literally picture myself in the car in tears and just trying to find the the energy and the and the will to mm-hmm. get myself into my job.
0: Yeah, to like walk in the doors. To walk in the doors and like face another day. Yeah, I just wrote that down. I did not picture this for my life. That is another, that's another saying and and I'm adding that to the list. That's so fucking perfect, yeah. So now let's go back and like you tell me how you got to that moment in the car. Like what was your life like?
1: It was, uh, God, it's so, it was awful. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was, my marriage was like had ended and... Mm -hmm. You know it's interesting. Hindsight's 2020. 20. I look back. Mm-hmm. I never should have married this person. Mm-hmm. Um, Could have, would have, should have.
0: Yeah. right. And... right. Don't shit all over yourself, though. <laughs> yeah. No.
1: No. You know no. what? I. It's so. It, I'm so thankful because mm. I am. In a place, and I'm such a big believer that you end up exactly where you're supposed to be, your journey Mm -hmm. is for a reason, Mm -hmm. and I'm so thankful, and in this moment, I can say I'm incredibly thankful and grateful Mm -hmm. for everything that I went through, as awful as it was, as Mm -hmm. shitty as it was, because it's led me to where I am today, which is helping other women go through this process of divorce, Yep. Cuz it's yep. awful. It's awful. Yep. You feel alone, you feel lost, you feel like you can't go on through another day. You think, mm-hmm. I can't believe this is my fucking life. Like all mm-hmm. of those thoughts are so heavy mm-hmm. and hard. And so I try I was I dated my ex-husband for 6 years and the beginning was like fun and games. You know, we were young. I think we were 25. We were mm-hmm. traveling, we were going out to dinners, we were drinking, we were going to bars. There was no real adult responsibility. Oh, those, the salad days, huh? Oh, God. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, adulting fucking sucks. sucks. let's go back to that. <laughs> seriously. Who wants to think about like oil changes and grocery shopping? Oh, uh,
0: seriously. And packing dis- lunches. Oh, God. We had disposable income?
1: Yeah. What you is know?
0: <laughs> Anyway, yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> um And I really tried for four years to make the marriage work. But so there was, Mm -hmm. when when the adult responsibility started to pile on, Mm -hmm. he just couldn't handle it. Like he's an, Mm -hmm. I consider him a non functioning adult. He never should have got married. He should have never had kids.
0: Like, should have been a bachelor?
1: He wants to live the life of a 25 year old that is out Mm -hmm. partying and going to the gym Mm -hmm. and chasing girls. Like, cool, Mm -hmm. if that's what you want your life to be, don't sign up to be a husband and a father then. Right, And you know what? I have to take responsibilities. I looked past a lot of red flags. Mm -hmm. And like in his capability, he was a good guy. He treated me really well Mm -hmm. in the little things. Like I could say to him, I want Starbucks coffee at 2 a.m., but not at the Starbucks that's three seconds down the road. I really like the one that's 20 minutes away. He'll be like, okay, I'll be right back. Like shit like that, but not the big fundamental things like trust and honesty and... Paying bills, like the stuff you need as an right, adult. Right,
0: mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. That's up. a really fascinating combination.
1: Well, I think he can be uh, diagnosed <laughs> something. with something.
0: Right. Like so, how
1: personality?
0: Uh, right. When you um, you dated for like six years, and then you tried to work make it work for four years after you got married. Yeah. So there was like a good decade that you spent with in this relationship.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, for those four years, I was being lied to constantly and specifically around money and I I mean to be lied to I don't lying is like the biggest no-no in my book like good bad (laughs) ugly just tell the fucking truth I don't care how bad it is Mm -hmm. we'll figure it out just tell the truth and to be lied to by the person that's supposed to have your back and care for you and respect Mm -hmm. you every single day what that does to you is so damaging Mm mm-hmm and I was just getting calls from bill collectors. Talk about a mortgage. He put our house into foreclosure, which is the house that I bought. Dang. But his name was on. And mm-hmm. I, my dad's an accountant, and I worked in finance. I grew up budget, plan, save, the mm-hmm. whole nine. And now I have somebody that does the complete opposite. No clue where his money's going. Like, people were, like, guys at on his construction site were showing up mm-hmm. at my house. Like, Where's, where is he? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, infant in hand, Mm -hmm. and, like, I'm under the impression that he's at work, and people are coming to look for him. So, like, the four years wasn't even, it wasn't, like, three good years, and it hit the fan, the shit hit the fan in year four. It was, like, four fucking years of lies and, like, constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop. I mean, I was the most awful version myself because I was constantly Mm -hmm. on edge, anxious, stressed when the next phone call was coming in where money was due, my entire 401k was drained, my savings was drained, my credit was ruined, like, awful. And then, Mm -hmm. on top of that, being lied to every single day. And I Mm -hmm. used to say to him, I don't care if you have zero dollars. We will make a plan on zero dollars. Like, I'm not a materialistic person. Do Mm -hmm. I want to live financially comfortable? Sure.
0: Sure, right.
1: But, like, I would say to him, like, if if it's zero dollars, cool. Tell me it's zero dollars and we'll make a plan on zero dollars. And it was just lie after lie after lie and then just one and you know, I did the whole thing. My parents are still married, so there was a lot of guilt and shame about mm-hmm. thinking about getting divorced. I grew up in one home. So Mm -hmm. the idea of my kids, and I hate the term broken home now because that to me is bullshit. Yep. But I didn't want my kids growing up that way. At one Mm -hmm. point, I felt very adamant about that. I didn't want them shuffled back and forth. I -hmm. didn't have that for my childhood. I really didn't want that for my kids. Mm -hmm. So I got to that place of uh, I'll stay for the kids, which I think is the worst thing you could do.
0: Uh Uh-huh. That really puts a, um, they know, they see, they're absorbing it. Mm -hmm. And what they've seen then is mom and dad's happiness and well-being doesn't mean anything. Like, mom can't take care of herself. She just can't take care of us. But we made this commitment, so we're sticking to it forever. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. The kids know that.
1: Oh, they see it. They feel mm-hmm. it. They sense mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. And then it was just one day, you get to a point, and you're like, no, I can't do this. And I think mm-hmm. the, the turning point for me was it. it I am... It is worse for my kids if I stay. What I am teaching them (sighs) Mm -hmm. by staying is that his behavior is okay. That lying is okay. That not being like a functioning Mm -hmm. adult is okay. And that was the turning point for me to leave. Yeah. But the aftermath, I very much sat in, I cannot believe this is my fucking life. Like, I can't believe I'm getting divorced. I can't Mm -hmm. believe Mm -hmm. that I'm going to be a single mom. Mm-hmm. That was really hard for me to to grasp and accept for a very long time.
0: To process. And that's but- what got
1: me to that moment in the car. Like it was, yeah. you know, the separation and the holy shit, this is my life. I don't know how to accept that. The loss of the dream of mm-hmm. having a family and the family traditions and the unit and all. And I wanted more kids. And so letting go of that was really hard. And that was my moment of, I really can't believe this is my fucking life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dang, this is <sighs> okay. All right. So then I'm like, never mind. Let's just go back to. <laughs> so then, in that moment when you have said like, this is this just can't be my fucking life, and you've got to go into work and whatever, and you can t- identify this was the turning point. What started to happen? What I just start got to sick
1: do? of myself. I got uh-huh. sick of feeling sad and woe is me. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe this is my life. Like I mm-hmm. got sick of accepting that this mm-hmm. is my life, right? Like, am I gonna be sad and miserable forever because this mm-hmm. didn't work out? Like, shut the fuck up already and do something mm-hmm. about it. And I stayed mm-hmm. stuck for a really long time, and that's a lot of my messaging and, and the reason mm-hmm. why I want to help women, because I always say I did my my divorce all wrong. I stayed stuck longer Mm -hmm. than I should but that turning point was like I'm sick of myself like really this is how you're gonna live your life like Mm -hmm. like like skating by every day like treading water every day like no energy drained you look like shit like you're Mm -hmm. upset all the time like this is really what you're choosing for your life and so Mm -hmm. the turning point was like I just got sick of myself and so Uh I started to think about like how do I take the steps forward to start rebuilding my life like I think acceptance is huge and acceptance is the start to change. Mm-hmm. and so in that moment, I accepted. no, this is your life. you're getting divorced, mm-hmm. you're going to be a single mom. you mm-hmm. need to start to accept that, and with that acceptance, you can start to change what this looks like for you.
0: That's so simple and perfect. That's it. like it it was because as we all know, the grieving process
1: mm-hmm.
0: acceptance is the first thing,
1: mm-hmm mm-hmm and i'm i don't it doesn't happen overnight and it's not nope. an easy thing to do and it took me a very long time
2: mm-hmm.
1: but until i was able to accept and move away from this i i can't believe mm-hmm. this is my fucking life to this acceptance phase mm-hmm. was when i was really able to start to kind of rebuild my life
0: and how'd you do that how'd you start putting your feet underneath you, yourself again
1: I started running a lot more Mm -hmm. than I normally Mm -hmm. did because it's something I truly identify with and Mm -hmm. it makes me feel strong and empowered. Mm -hmm. And I always talk to the women that I coach, you really need to start to connect to the things that make you feel like you again. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, you feel really lost in this concept of like you're part of a unit. You kind of had your life planned out for you and now Mm -hmm. you're alone as an individual not knowing what that's going to look like. And you, you could mm-hmm. feel really lost in that. So, like, mm-hmm. anchor yourself to something that feels good for you, that you identify, mm-hmm. that really makes you feel like your individual self again. So, mm-hmm. I started running more. I started taking care of myself again because mm-hmm. I wasn't eating. I wasn't drinking water. And, like, the dietitian in me, like, totally went out the window. Like, I was... <laughs> And this is like right. a side note, but I had, I struggled with an eating disorder in mm-hmm. college. So mm-hmm. that came up like heavily again through my mm-hmm. divorce. I started yep. restricting. I started not eating. I started living on coffee. Um, so I started taking care of myself again, eating mm-hmm. again, drinking water and journaling. Journaling to me is like life changing. It's so impactful. And so I started journaling as a way to process through the emotions that were, were, that coming, were coming up.
0: up. hmm that's amazing. I have my, my journal bucket right yes. here. <laughs> right, it's right next to my chair. <laughs> I didn't get to it this morning, though, but I'll get to it later tonight. Yeah. And like I just, I always want to know this from, from people. Like, how did you know what you needed to do?
1: That's a great question. Mm-hmm. I knew I needed to start feeling better. Mm-hmm. Physically, but also mentally and emotionally. So I'm like, what makes me feel better? Yep. And it could have been like, sometimes it was small things like playing solitaire at home. So I started just to do things that made me feel better. What makes yep. me get, what gives me a sense of relief? What makes me mm-hmm. smile? What makes me like be able to breathe? Mm-hmm. And I just started leaning into those things more and more and more. And like, you know, when I was first starting to kind of make that shift, like it was... 10 minutes of feeling better that day, mm-hmm. and then it was 15, and they all just started to compound because I made an effort to what will make me feel better. And then it's just this snowball of like when you start mm-hmm. to focus on the focus on doing the things that make you feel better,
0: you start to feel better, feel better, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. physically, emotionally, like all of it. Mm-hmm. I love that, and I love even what you said. Like, there was when you were in the car, it felt like there was no joy in your life.
1: Oh, god, I was miserable,
0: right? And so, you even that 10 minutes that you could feel joyful playing solitaire at home or whatever it was, then you were able to build upon that. Mm-hmm. It's like activity begets activity, right? Yep. Once that ball starts rolling, like it's going to gather other things just... And if it stops, just push it again. It's okay. Like there's going to be a day where you can not access that joy.
1: Exactly. And I think it's really important to understand that. I talk to my mm-hmm. clients about that. Like it may just be five minutes, but you have five mm-hmm. good minutes. And mm-hmm. don't expect when you make the decision to be like... I'm letting go. I'm accepting mm-hmm. that this what, what it is and I'm going to work to rebuild my life. Like it's not going to happen overnight. And mm-hmm. don't and don't mm-hmm. expect that so, mm-hmm. because if you have that expectation you're going to be really let down. Like mm-hmm. you I still had shitty days. Yep. <laughs> I still had shitty days. I still had really challenging days. I still had days that I didn't find the 5 minutes of joy. Mm-hmm. But I made the choice to move forward and I think people really need to understand that You are still moving forward on the days where you're lying in bed and crying. When you make the decision to move forward, that's part of the process. Yeah. But it will start to build. And five minutes will turn into 10, will turn into an hour, will turn into half of a day. You Mm -hmm. just got to put the work in and choose to want to make
0: it different. When you started this process you were you're were working at a gym like what how did this start to change what you did for a living too i mean we'll we'll get we'll talk about like how you know where people can find all that kind of stuff but like i feel like this is a very common theme with the, the women i interview as as their life started to change their work started to change
1: yeah so i was working at that gym i don't mm-hmm. know for three. were you a dietitian there i was a dietitian there i ran okay. i ran the nutrition program yeah, I think, you know, what's interesting is as I started to feel better, this idea mm-hmm. started to postulate that I wanted to go out on my own and start mm-hmm. my own private practice. So I started mm-hmm. to kind of put the, the wheels in motion for that. And I think if I was still knee deep in how shitty I was feeling, I probably wouldn't have been able to do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I left and started my own private practice where I am right now and have been doing this almost three years. And still working on me, self improvement, Mm -hmm. the whole self care, Mm -hmm. the whole nine. And so as I started building my private practice, what I started to come to notice is the what the people I love working with. And so
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I feel like, you know, I don't as a dietitian, I don't give a shit what you eat. Like I really Mm -hmm. don't. Like Mm -hmm. I I don't want to tell you to eat broccoli. We all know what's more nutritious versus not.
0: Exactly. What I
1: love is like what emotions are driving your behaviors. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. what the what is going mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. is causing mm-hmm. you to drink two bottles of wine and eat pizza every night. And so as uh-huh. I started counseling in my private practice, a lot of things that were coming up were like relationship or even like relationship stuff, marriage stuff, divorce. Mm-hmm. And so I knew how much my health was impacted during my own experience. I knew how much like my mm-hmm. eating disordered or disordered eating came back like up flared during my, right up. Mm-hmm. flared right up during my divorce. Mm-hmm. And I knew how challenging all that relationship divorce stuff was. It was like mm-hmm. this huge aha moment of like, this is what I want to really do, mm-hmm. is like coach women through their divorce process and the healthiest. Healthiest, happiest way possible. So it was just this like evolution of my my career and my -hmm. my practice and my counseling that I came to what I'm really truly passionate about, which is helping women get Mm -hmm. through a really challenging time and help them like rebuild themselves and reclaim their Mm -hmm. life.
0: I love that. A friend of mine who's a podcast host and was a nutrition coach, she had the same experience as you. She started coaching people and just like, you know, nutrition based and about not even a year into the process, she was like, Oh, this isn't about nutrition whatsoever. Nope. This is about mental health. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Susie over here, she's not going to stop getting fast food every day you know until she has conquered this sort of whatever like this that has come up since in this like coaching relationship it's come up it's like this i don't know let's say she's in an abusive relationship you know or or whatever like it's it, a lot of times It's the symptom that we're treating, like especially like in alcoholism, right?
1: Yes,
0: it's so like it's not about the drinking; it's usually about like a past unresolved trauma Mm -hmm. that everyone's trying to numb out from, Mm -hmm. you know. And I know myself; (laughs) I'm a stress eater, and COVID was like, hey, you know, like. Absolutely. I was was able to identify that pattern came right back up where mm-hmm. I was just like at home, stressed out, like, is my business going to survive? What is going on? My children are now home. How many snacks can I have today? Mm-hmm. That would be really good.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's so true. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. always say like emotions first, food second, because yes. you're absolutely right. Like you're treating the symptom. You're yep. not treating Getting the root cause. Mm-hmm. So. I could tell you to eat broccoli all day long, but if you're not dealing with why you're eating pizza, a, uh-huh. you're not going to eat bro- you're not going to eat broccoli. Eat broccoli.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's absolutely. the
1: counseling that I saw that I really love. Mm-hmm. And I just I love helping women feel like the best version of themselves to feel confident mm-hmm. and secure and just like a badass. I love that.
0: Yeah, I agree. For your own process, what was the hardest? Like what was the hardest part to like get clicked into place You know Where Where was like the heart The thing that you When you're like okay Like I'm, I'm on this new path And I'm trying these, But there was just like this Maybe one thing That would like You know Just really Was it drinking Was it You know uh, I don't know was I think one? it was
1: my My anger Okay I felt okay. really angry Towards mm-hmm. my ex-husband mm-hmm. And I have worked So much To move away From that anger Because mm-hmm. I recognized That was just toxic For me
0: how did you do that?
1: Therapy, my own yeah. coaching. <laughs> yep. like I think yeah. every, all coaches need coaches. Like yep. I, I needed support working mm-hmm. through that because I blamed him
0: mm-hmm.
1: for everything.
0: Everything, mm-hmm.
1: And so, you know, if it's even the, the aftermath I blamed him for. So if it's like, you know, I'm, I'm at the grocery store with the two kids by myself, I'm pissed and I'm angry. Yes. And this is his fucking fault. Or, you know, like, I'm scrounging money together so my kids can both play soccer. This -hmm. is his fucking fault that I'm in this situation. So, like, Mm -hmm. everything that transpired afterwards, I was so angry about. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: it was just toxic. And I wasn't Mm -hmm. a nice person to be around. I was shitty. Like, I was a Mm -hmm. shitty person because I was holding Mm -hmm. on to all this anger. I was Mm -hmm. explosive. I was reactive. Mm -hmm. And while I still believe that he's not a good human and a lot mm-hmm. of this is his fault, I have been able to ex- accept...
0: Mm-hmm. There's that A word again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, who he... Who, I, I'm not okay with who he is. Like, he I don't know. I'm right. not okay with There's no with approval. Who he is, right,
0: yes. But yeah. I
1: have to accept it because if I don't accept it, like, it only impacts me and my kids. So working through my anger was, like, the mm-hmm. hardest thing for me to do.
0: Yeah, I imagine. Okay. And does it slip back in? I'm sure.
1: Yes, but yep. it's not as, <laughs> as
0: intense. Right. Do you have the tools now? I interviewed somebody yesterday, you know, the, the to be able to identify when you're getting that, like, bubbling up and the rage and the trigger, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, and to be able to be like, okay, mm-hmm. we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. And it's lessening that time of, because it's usually like, like, okay, for me, there'll be the, like, the outburst, whatever, and the next day, you're like, oh, <laughs> could have done without that shortening that time yeah oh shortening i've that t- so good <laughs> at that So good at shortening the time where you can be like okay and catching I've, myself
1: too mm-hmm. like not being reactive being like and, and feeling that come up and be like okay take like mm-hmm. m- like if i get a text like okay let's walk away from the phone phone let's think about this
2: Mm -hmm. let it it sit yeah Mm -hmm. so
1: yeah i have gotten because things come up and like i think it's okay to still get angry and upset about things but it's like nowhere near as toxic nowhere near as reactive Mm -hmm. i can catch myself and like have awareness around it and Mm -hmm. react in a more constructive way and i Mm -hmm. i think it's really nice for me what i'm learning is like i'm doing it for me because i Mm -hmm. used to be like well if i act this way like it benefits him and if right. I don't say anything and I don't get pissed, right. it's right. good for him. And what, I'm, right. what I have now really connected with is like, no, the way I behave is for me. Yeah. Like if I behave calmly and co-parent cohesively and peacefully, like that's for me.
0: It's mm-hmm. not for
1: him. And that was a huge shift for me.
0: A wonderful term. Respond, not react. Yes is learning that difference and you're reacting when you can f- I always I'm like I'm like here mm-hmm. I'm like I feel it here and I'm emotioning above like my eyebrows up to like my forehead if I'm feeling flooded it's going to be a reaction and I need to wait until yeah the, those waters have like gone back out and then I can respond yeah not 100% react. Mm-hmm. And and it and takes work
1: to get there yes. it takes work it took a lot Excellent. of work and that was the probably mm-hmm. the biggest hurdle for me because he continues to act like an asshole and irresponsible right. adult and so like it took a long time to I'm move sh- away from that anger
0: right I'm sh- no
1: way <laughs>
0: <laughs> I-, I think this is such a great time to talk about like real specifically if you want to talk about what you do you know for other women and now that like I don't know how anybody could be a coach if they were coaching on something they haven't gone through like I right I couldn't agree more yeah right like <laughs> I assume that, you know, could you imagine like uh, me? Okay, here's a great example. Me, a married woman coaching women on being divorced. It's like, very that would,
1: interesting to me because there yeah. are women out there that are married that are coaching people through divorce and I'm like, how?
0: Really? Yeah. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I also like for nutrition, like if you're coaching people on weight loss, I feel like it's a good idea that you've gone through maybe some weight loss or you have your own weight loss oh. journey.
1: Yeah, and that's, like, uh, I love a lot of, in my practices, like, disordered eating or eating disorder mm-hmm. people, and like yep. I can relate to that because I've yep. been through it. Like, I can counsel on anything because I have the education behind me, but I can relate more, and uh-huh. when there's that relatability, there's so much more impact yes. in helping people. Yeah,
0: because you, you can, you have these, like, details that you can you see get, and know. Yeah,
1: you get mm-hmm. it, you know what they're feeling, you know the mm-hmm. thoughts that are going through their head. so, mm-hmm. you know, the reason I really am passionate about this is because I wish I had somebody, and I'm not tooting my okay. own horn, there's amazing yeah. other coaches out there, but I wish I had somebody that did this work mm-hmm. when, when did, I was going mm-hmm. through it. And you really need somebody that has been through it and gets mm-hmm. it because I remember talking to friends that were still married and they were trying mm-hmm. to be supportive. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, you don't you fucking get, get it. it. Yep. You don't get it. Like, you don't yep. know what it's like for your kid to ask, like, where daddy is. Like, you don't fucking yeah. get it.
0: Yep. I just connect. So, my sister in law is you. <laughs> She's not a coach, but she is the unofficial, like, coach in her community, if you will. So she gets calls all the time, emails all the time from women being like, I never thought this was happening and I don't even know where to start. Nobody's in my family's been divorced. Yada, yada, yada. This all sounds familiar to you. And she is a badass she's a teacher and she accepts the calls and phone numbers and, and Aww, emails and whatever that's amazing. yeah and I connected her to somebody who came into my life recently and then um, she's a young woman and I was like you need you need someone and I am going to connect you to my sister-in-law and they texted and they talked on the phone and you know she was like the big sis to this young woman and <laughs> my sister-in-law it, it, it really like just like you said It feeds something in her that she didn't have anyone like that at that time, you know, and it just to be able to call someone and have them understand, you know, like just the basics of what you said, like daddy's not here and why not? And Mm -hmm. what a gift. What a gift.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I am. I'm so grateful for my experience because I think (laughs) it's it lends really nicely to helping women. Mm -hmm. through this and I love that you said that about your sister-in-law that she was Mm -hmm. like the big sis like that's Mm -hmm. the rapport I love to build with my clients like I'm Mm -hmm. your best friend right now like Mm -hmm. I'm here for you Mm -hmm. you are not alone in this because it Mm -hmm. is a very lonely journey when you don't have somebody in your corner that Mm -hmm. understands it and gets it and so I love building that dynamic not really as like the professional but like your person like come to mm-hmm. me I'm going to support mm-hmm. you I'm going to be your big sister I'm going to be your best friend through this mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. kind of the, the rapport that I work to develop with my clients
0: because I feel like there's nothing worse than trying to like talk to your girlfriends and it's just like a <clears throat> Record scratching silence, right? And then you feel even worse, like right? even more alone, right? And it just compounds the problem.
1: Oh yeah. I had well, mm-hmm. I, I lost a lot of friends. I lost mm-hmm. every friend during my divorce. And uh mm-hmm. one of the women that was like one of my very best friends, like a sister to me, who I'm mm-hmm. no longer friends with, mm-hmm. said to me, looked at me and was like, You you just have become too much. <sighs>
2: I was
1: oh. like, "Oh, really?" Because I'm going <laughs> through a divorce. Divorce. So fuck you. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I recently, in the last, I don't know how many years, have decided I, I just do away with that term too much. I just like, okay, maybe um, I, I just. How about you're not enough? <laughs> you know, like it's just as shitty to say that. So shitty. Like I would it's never as...
1: I never and that's right. the other thing too is like I don't yeah. want anyone to feel alone or abandoned. So like right. that's very much what I felt because I lost mm-hmm. all my friends. Yep. And I think, you know, I looking back, I know it was their own shit and they I probably like was striking a chord in them. Like I had the mm-hmm. strength to leave a marriage that was shitty. Like mm-hmm. maybe your marriage is shitty and you don't have the strength to leave, and you're now mm-hmm. looking at me like, oh, I don't want to be friends with you because I can't. It's too close to home. So,
0: <gasps> right, D- divorce is uh, contagious. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to catch this from you. Yeah. Yes. And I remember
1: one. Of, she's <laughs> one of my absolute best friends now. She was. She came into my life just as I was separating. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget where I was standing. It was actually in that gym, and she said that to me. She's like, "You'll see." She's like, "I'm just going to tell you right now." People treat you like this is contagious. I'm like, what? Yeah, and it's so true. It is Uh so. That's the word, right? Yeah, Yeah, divorce. Like I'm gonna, you're gonna catch divorce, right? Get the fuck out of (laughs) here.
0: I love it. So when you have, you know, you've brought in a new client, right? They're probably at various stages, Mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. Like. Is, is your process pretty much the same though even if a woman has just they've just said the word divorce yesterday or if you come across a client who's now in the uh, like the court battle you know of like what is your process.
1: That's a great question. So mm-hmm. I find it really important. I have a, a method that I use and I've framed it or called it the reclaim method. And it just goes mm-hmm. through these certain steps. And I think one of the most important steps and the first step should be is like taking a realistic look at your divorce. Mm-hmm. I think what keeps us stuck is we start to idealize it and romanticize mm-hmm. it. And we're like, because we're losing it, we're like, well, this was great. And he was great at this. And I love him. And this and like, wait, no, no, no. You got Mm -hmm. here for a reason, while that might be Mm -hmm. harsh to hear. Like, you got here for a reason. So let's really take a look at your marriage. Like, what Mm -hmm. was going on there? How did you show up? Were you really happy? What Mm -hmm. were the things that you didn't like? And so it's so important to have that realistic lens on what Mm -hmm. the marriage actually was in order to really start to move forward. Because if you're hanging on to something that's not reality and you're making Mm -hmm. this wonderful, wonderful thing that it really Mm -hmm. wasn't, it starts to become really hard to move to forward. Get, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of like mindset work and and rebuilding like your own identity. So I use, I've created my own specific uh, journaling format that I have all my clients mm-hmm. use. So it's, we start with practice of gratitude, even if it's mm-hmm. something as small as like the, mm-hmm. the coffee mug in mm-hmm. my hand. Right. Because yep. when everything is... Falling apart, it looks mm-hmm. very bleak and negative and dark, and there's mm-hmm. nothing to be grateful for. So, really starting to shed some light on there are still things in your life that are good and great mm-hmm. and you can be thankful for. And then I have them do um, things about themselves that they love, right? To start to rebuild their identity and their character mm-hmm. and start to see like who they are as their own individual. Mm -hmm. And then um, brain dump to help process through their emotions, like what's coming up on a day-to-day basis. This day Mm -hmm. sucked. I started to feel this. This was triggering. So we could start to Mm -hmm. work through those emotions. And then I love affirmations, like Mm -hmm. I am statements or like Mm -hmm. forward projecting things. I will have, I deserve this. So journaling is huge. We work on self-care and obviously Mm -hmm. like health. So we do some like You know, dieting—like not dieting—I don't believe in dieting, but nutrition and make sure they're Mm -hmm. healthy and they're taking care of themselves. Mm Self-care things, implementing self-care practices, stress techniques for managing Mm -hmm. their stress, and then we start to like visualize: what do you want to look? What do you want your life to look like going forward? Mm -hmm. What does the ideal, perfect life look for you? Is it Mm -hmm. living on your own with your kids, having a successful career? meeting another person who is your life Mm -hmm. partner and really starting to build out like, what is your dream life after Mm -hmm. divorce? And Mm -hmm. what are the steps that we're going to implement to start working towards this dream life? And then Mm -hmm. mindset stuff is a big part of what I do. And it's kind of implemented into all the steps that we work on.
0: Uh, Amazing. and uh, There's so much like at this moment that this woman is going through, she might be getting back into the workforce for the first time in a decade you know like she is losing all her friends possibly mm-hmm. you know like there's so much loss there's so much grief it is like a death mm-hmm. that we all just like turn around on, like ooh, have fun with that yeah. right
1: yeah yes yeah yes it's a and very it's, isolating experience yes. it's creates everyone's such there that, for
0: your wedding <laughs> but then they're gone oh you know? yeah ow so, And it's
1: it's really important for me that, and this is another reason I love doing this work, is that Mm -hmm. the stigma starts to change around divorce. It has such a negative stigma. Agreed. Agreed. And I fucking hate that because it's so common and nobody should feel badly for getting Uh -uh. divorced because it fucking happens. And let's just Mm -hmm. talk about it honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with you. And Mm -hmm. people treat you like something's wrong with you when you get divorced.
0: Mm -hmm. It pisses me off. I made a friend during COVID a year ago. We met right before COVID. We met at a coffee date with a mutual friend and then we went had wine once and then COVID happened. This was February March of last year and then by August her and her husband were filing for divorce and they did a <laughs> A photo, like, a, you know, he leaned her over like a romantic photo in front of the courthouse and announced like we're getting uncoupled, you know, like, and I was like, good on you. And yeah, you know, I, like I, I have sent more than one congratulations on your divorce card and people are, are just like you, you guys, if you have that capacity in you, if you understand that it's not contagious, make that effort, mm-hmm. acknowledge the loss that woman is going through and like, it might be the, no, it's going to be the best thing that happened to her. I believe so, su- that. so support her in it. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And mm-hmm. kudos to you for sending those cards. That's so supportive. Oh, I had a,
0: st- <laughs> look, I wish I'm like, I'm pulling out another bucket. I had divorce cards in here. I'm not Amazing. Even I love that. I, I, I had to buy one for a friend and I bought three and Good. I kept them around.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because there's probably going to be more coming if we're honest. 50% yeah. y'all.
0: Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. My husband says, <laughs> "I'm just not my husband saying, but like marriage isn't forever. Divorce is forever." <laughs> He's got a point there. Yes, right. Yeah. He was married. He was married before me.
1: No, oh, well, there you go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so everyone, that's that's the only really takeaway from this episode.
1: I love Roll that.
0: Marriage isn't forever. Divorces.
1: I'm going to write that down. Actually, yep.
0: <laughs> go for it. Cool.
1: When I when I use it as a quote, I'll I'll quote you. Okay,
0: yeah. his name is or Daniel your Browning, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's Daniel Browning. Feel <laughs> <laughs> free to run with that. I love that. Isn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking true, though. Anyway, <laughs> I have to ask: um, Are you familiar with Rachel Hollis? Yes. Okay, because I've been thinking about. I'm like like we're friends. I've been thinking about her a lot lately. Speaking mm-hmm. of someone who's been abandoned in her divorce. I feel like she has is suffering from a lot of backlash from people doing God knows what kind of projection onto her, you know, and, and, you know, feeling disappointed in her, you know, as you've seen it, though, haven't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And then I Mm -hmm. I felt bad for her. Did you see her husband just started dating somebody else? Who is just like her. So, yeah, Yeah. I was like, ooh, that's going to sting.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I see that's the problem with such a negative stigma. Like, Mm -hmm. why are you disappointed? Were you in her house? Do you know how Mm -hmm. she was living? Mm -hmm. Maybe she was really fucking unhappy. So you wanted her to sign up for that for the rest of her life so she doesn't Mm -hmm. disappoint you?
0: Right, right, yeah. And I think people were saying like, well, you talk about everything and you didn't talk about this and it, it shocked people or whatever, but it's like,
1: Oh, my God. This but she did eventually. Like, maybe mm-hmm. she was processing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think that's what's unfair when people become, like, public figures. Like, there's this mm-hmm. expectation that they have to share everything. When mm-hmm. your marriage is falling apart, it's embarrassing. There's, yeah. You're embarrassed. You feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. She probably felt like she was going to let all these people down. Mm-hmm. She probably was still saw grieving. saw what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And she was mm-hmm. probably still grieving this ending and she mm-hmm. like let the woman process through before she has to share it with you
0: seriously seriously and, and i always want to be like this isn't about you pam not at all. <laughs> Susan. <You> know, right? <laughs> like karen it's not yes. about you karen it's not about you karen, yeah. karen. it's about rachel and dave and it's yeah. over now you know
1: i don't know uh, i look at it so differently now and it's mm-hmm. mostly probably because of my own experience but i'm like good mm-hmm. for you I'm proud yep. of you. Good for you for having I, no. the strength to leave mm-hmm. something that was not healthy or making you happy. And you should yep. be congratulated. Like you send the cards, yep. congratulations yep. on your divorce. Like yep. good for Poor. you.
0: Yep. That's the messaging. And I'm trying to model that to other people and and, and do it myself. I, I, I not once, I think at least two or three times I've gotten the like, hey, we're separating. And I'm like, I send like congratulations and the balloons and like confetti, you know? Like I know you didn't come to that lightly. Like I you have been through shit if that's where you've gotten to. Yeah. And like good on you for deciding you're ready to be happy. Congratulations. Even
1: the woman Mm -hmm. that's gonna get that text, like even Mm -hmm. I'm I'm picturing myself getting that text Mm -hmm. when I was Mm -hmm. in the shit of it being like, Oh, okay, that's hopeful. Like, yeah. is this is good. Okay, like, yes. People need that encouragement because you are like beating the shit out of yourself as it is, and then you mm-hmm. got other people putting passing their judgment mm-hmm. to get that would be so uplifting. So I think mm-hmm. that's incredible that you send those texts and you send those cards. I think it's
0: everyone incredible. Keep it to, take it and run with it, everyone who's listening. It's not about you. Support the person.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I like to just open it up. Is there anything like we didn't go over that you make sure you want to share with everyone? And then we'll do some fun questions.
1: I mean, I think I put it out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you have any more questions, yeah. I'm always open to share. Yeah, um, I just want people to know that there's an amazing, beautiful life to ha- mm-hmm. to be had after divorce. Like I am so happy i am so Mm -hmm. happy i love my life right now i Mm -hmm. love my little kids i love being a single mom i really Mm -hmm. do i feel incredibly proud of myself and that's not something i say lightly but i love my little family unit Mm -hmm. like and you can make this life look like whatever you want it to be and it's Mm -hmm. not a death sentence your life isn't over if you get Mm -hmm. divorced it can be an incredibly beautiful beginning if you choose that Mm
2: -hmm. yep
0: I love that. It's a great place to end. My first question. Ready?
1: I'm like nervous for these questions. Oh, no. These are so fun. These are so fun.
0: (laughs) What was your first car?
1: Oh, a Jetta. (gasps)
0: <gasps> oh yeah uh-huh <laughs> the um a green one a green yes, jetta nice and My i drove stick
1: shift which i'm really fucking proud of
0: <gasps> okay we're gonna jump down to question number seven is <laughs> can you drive a standard transmission yes i fucking can thank yes, you very that's much right. yes because there's a lot of women that can and if I, I feel could you incorporate that into your coaching could you start teaching
1: <laughs> i would love to because i yes. feel like everyone should know how to drive it and it's oh, so pretty. much fun uh,
0: great! I miss Agreed. driving
1: stick. I hate that I have automatic cars, but Same. I have them now because I have a truck with kids.
0: hmm I have a minivan. I have four kids, so, you know.
1: Uh, when did you get your period? Oh, God, late. I think I was a senior. <gasps>
0: you were very late then. Very oh.
1: late. Mm-hmm. Um and I think my, I have, I'm a twin, I'm a twin. Oh. So I think my sister got it first and was like devastated that I didn't get it. And now I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm over yeah. it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. I have <sighs> uh, my informal polling of the show. It's been 11 and 12 is the, oh, the average. Oh, I was
1: way beyond that. Yeah,
0: you were. I have yeah. one friend who was 16 and she's the latest I've heard, but you might even be later than that.
1: Yeah, 16, 17, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Number three, toilet paper. Over, under, or you don't care? Oh,
1: over. I know. It drives
0: me nuts when it's (laughs) under. That's such a good question. And then the sub question is do you change it? If you're somewhere. A thousand percent. (laughs) Yes, me too. I can't
1: handle I can't handle it.
0: Agreed. Uh, what's the last book you read, or on Audible, whatever you know, and what, or or what are you currently reading? I am
1: currently. I read a lot. I mm-hmm. and this is a new thing for me that I have started. Is it,
0: is it a divorce thing?
1: No, this okay. is... So I'm in a book club.
0: <gasps> it's right over there. Um, you haven't I,
1: gotten to that yet? I've read it once before. Okay, okay And I'm okay. reading it again.
0: Oh, I, and when she held up, You Are about Badass by Jensen. Oh, Sincero. sorry. Yeah, yep, I didn't even yep, say anything.
1: Yep. Um, I'm in a book club, so we've been reading a lot of books. So mm-hmm. I'll read the book club book and I'll also read a book on my own. I actually just finished Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights. Okay. I read that in a day. It's that good? I really so, enjoyed it. And then I... Prior to that, I read another like... So I'll do like a more fun one and then Mm -hmm. I'll do like a Mm self-development mindset
0: kind of Mm -hmm. one. Um, Yesterday, I recorded with someone and they mentioned green lights. And was it last, last week... We started off with Jensen Sincero on a on a episode two, that you are a badass book, which is over there in my yellow section. I see <laughs> which, it
1: coordinated. I yeah,
0: like that. My child did that. Oh, that's <laughs> but, so cute. Yeah, my thirteen year old did that when we moved here and put all of my books on my bookshelf. Cilantro, yes or no? No. Does it taste like soap to you?
1: It doesn't, but I'm just not a fan I of it.
0: Got it. When you drink like a latte, you go into, oh, when you, you know, theoretically would send your ex-husband to Starbucks at two o'clock in the morning and, and you're getting a macchiato or a latte or something. What milk do you order? Almond. Oh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. seven was a standard transmission yes. over in your family of origin. You know, when you were a kid, you had a twin, you mentioned where are you in the birth order? Like, are you old? Oh, I have to are think you,
1: about that middle,
0: middle of how many?
1: Just three, so older brother, okay. and then me, and my, sister. my sister, and my sister okay. was a surprise. They didn't know your until mom after had I twins? Came,
0: until after I came out. Shut up! Mm-hmm. It was like there's another baby. Yeah.
1: <gasps>
0: That's so. Yeah, a cool. lot
1: of f bombs were being <laughs> thrown yeah, in that I'm in sure. that delivery I room.
0: Am fucking kidding me! Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm. Oh, I love that. What was your kindergarten teacher's name, Miss Sant
1: Miss mm, Santoro? Or Miss Cartosian. Either one of those. Oh I love I it. I think it's Miss Santoro. Miss Santoro.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love asking people that and people would like, whoa, and they can remember it, and they're surprised that they remember it. Yeah. Yeah. And what's your middle name?
1: Oh, interesting question. So mm-hmm. right now it is uh Galata, mm-hmm. which is my maiden name. Okay. I did not want to let go of my name. I only changed my name, my last name. So right Mm -hmm. now, my name is Jill Galata Keen. I go by Jill Mm -hmm. Galata on everything, my Instagram, Mm -hmm. everything now, because I hate the fucking last name, (laughs) Keen. Keen. I like throw up when I say it. Uh Um, So I'm in the process of legally changing it back. So when I do change it back, my middle name will be Dollaf, which is my mom's maiden name. So I was Uh Jill Dollaf Galata.
0: Before you got married?
1: Before I got Mm -hmm. married. And then I kept my name for close to a year. And I, the only reason I changed it was because I was pregnant and I wanted to have the same last name as my boy, mm-hmm. as my kid. So then I became Jill Gulotta Keen. Mm-hmm. And then I had this conflict for a while about keeping the name or not. And part of me was like, I'm going to keep it because I want the same last name of my kids. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, that's not me. Like I'm not a Keen. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I actually am in the process of changing it back to Jill
0: Dolloff Golada. I love it long-winded uh, dancer, but I love it. See these, it fucking creates good, good conversation. I love it. Yep. That was 10. The last, the last bit of business I have is where can people find you?
1: People can find me on Instagram. It's mm-hmm. Jill.Galotta, G-U-L-O-T-T-A. And feel free to reach out. I love connecting mm-hmm. with people. I love mm-hmm. talking to people. I am an open book and I really have a passion about just supporting and helping people.
0: Yeah, I actually, I found you on Instagram, <laughs> everyone. Uh, I was doing like, I don't remember what hashtag searched that got me to you, but... I'm um, so it's, glad it did. Me too, me too. And um, I like to remind everyone every week that I'm at LaJoy Society, which is my maiden name, by the way, is LaJoy, LaJoy Davy. And you can find me at lajoysociety.com, um, on the Instagram and um, don't forget to rate and review the show if you haven't this week. <laughs> Every week at the beginning and the end of the show, I remind everyone. And um, thanks everyone for coming and listening. And thank you for giving me an hour of your time, Jill. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, everyone. We'll meet here again next week.
2: Everything up to this point has led me.